The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine, and we will learn to utilize each of them to the maximum and learn to make decisions about what we want and how we want to feel. What a concept, and one we will explore today on the Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. On our program, we'll address who you are, why you're here on this planet, how to go within, how to come to know what you believe, and why. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. We're broadcasting from beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona. And we have a great topic today. Before we get to it, though, I'd like to encourage you to go to the Self-Improvement blog. There you're going to find, as usual, a picture of our guest and her bio. You'll find a book review of her book, Echo Thrifty. Uh, And I loved this book. So go take a look at the review and while you're there, you can just you know go to Amazon and, and order it. It's interesting. It's practical. It'll give you a, a lot of ideas on how to save money and live greener. And we need to get really serious about that these days. You'll also find some articles about sustainability. And you can see her. If you look in the right sidebar, you can see a couple of videos from YouTube about Deborah Neiman and the work she's doing. I think you'll find this really interesting. There's a lot of talk these days about sustainability, about recycling, about living green, climate warming, taking care of the planet, being eco-friendly. And it's important, but some of it is just talk. Um, we have occurrences like we had in on Earth Day in the 90s where 100 tons of trash were left behind by those calling for a cleaner environment. Go figure. You know, I always find that interesting when I hear about that. You know, we buy an estimated 34.6 billion single-serving bottles of water every year, and approximately 8 out of 10 of those end up in a landfill or an incinerator somewhere. You know, think of what that puts in the air. Hundreds of millions of these bottles end up as litter on roads and beaches or streams and other waterways. We have those plastic things that come on bottles that can uh, get around the necks of animals and, and strangle them. All kinds of things that we're doing to the environment. We eat chemicals that preserve our food. We rub chemicals into our skin. We breathe polluted air. We sometimes drink polluted water. We don't fix things anymore. We replace them and throw the old one away when there may be some use still for it. Now, some talk 
about living green and laugh about it. They laugh about sustainable living, but it really isn't a laughing matter. It's time for us to sit up and take notice. What does it mean to be sustainable, and how do you get there in our frenetic, disposable, urban society? You know, how can we live greener? Most of us don't even think about it. Our guest today not only thought about it, but she lives it. Deborah Neiman is a homemaker, a homesteader, a writer, a self-sufficiency expert, and the author of Echo Thrifty, Cheaper, Greener Choices for a Happier, Healthier Life. In 2002, she relocated her family from the suburbs of Chicago to a 32-acre parcel on a creek in what she calls the middle of nowhere. Um, she and her husband and her three children did that, so you know, get the visual. Together, they built their own home and began growing the majority of their own food. Sheep, pigs, cattle, goats, chickens, and turkeys supply meat, eggs, and dairy products, while an organic garden and orchard provides fruit and vegetables. A highly sought-after speaker and workshop leader, Deborah presents extensively on topics including soap making, bread baking, cheese making, composting, and homeschooling. Most of us don't know what some of those even are, let me tell you. She is also the author of Homegrown and Handmade, A Practical Guide to More Self-Reliant Living. And it's such a pleasure for me to to welcome you, Deborah, to the Self-Improvement Show. Thank you. Great to be here. Oh, you have so many wonderful things to say. I'm always interested in things about greener living and recycling and then these things I've done it for quite some time myself but most of the books are just a little off key and get you into things that you'd never do and and want you to use things you'd never use and certainly eat things that you can't imagine putting in your mouth (laughs) yours doesn't do that and I find it quite lovely you have such wonderful ideas but tell us a little bit about yourself who's Deborah Neiman well, usually the first thing people want to know is if I grew up this way, and the answer is usually surprising. I grew up 180 degrees away from where I am today. I grew up eating lots of canned foods and frozen foods. I ate out a lot. My mom wanted to be a modern mom, and um, she wanted she thought that all of these convenience foods were basically liberating women from the kitchen, and... Um, I was sick all the time growing up, and the doctor just said, oh, she's just a sickly child. When I got pregnant with my first child, um, I started doing some reading about pregnancy and childbirth, and all those books had a chapter on nutrition. And that was the first time I had ever seen somebody make that connection, that there was a connection between your health and your diet. And so I thought, wow, if I could just, pay more attention to what we're eating and if we can eat better and my children won't grow up as sick as I was, that's a pretty good deal. And so that's where it all started. You know, it's an interesting thought to me that doctors don't recognize the importance of nutrition, but they know that a tiny little pill is going to make some big change in your health or your illness. Yeah. But what you put in your body isn't considered. 
Mm-hmm. I, that's always has struck me as being really way off base. Anyway, you were a reporter for a local newspaper in Illinois. Is that true? Yes. Uh-huh. So what motivated you besides the nutrition to move to a farm? I mean, that's a pretty drastic change. Yeah, it was. We made little changes and, um, you know, sometimes it was two steps forward, one step back on improving our diet. And at some point, we started talking about moving out to the country to grow our own food because at that time, there really wasn't that much available in terms of organic food, certainly not in the grocery store. You know, there, it was in health food stores. And um, the funny thing was, after we moved out here in 2002, right after that was when you really started to see a big shift and all of a sudden, the big corporations realized that, oh, this organic thing's kind of catching on. And so for a couple of years, I thought, gee, if only we'd waited, we wouldn't have had to move out to the country to grow our own food. But then there was another little bit of information, and um, you started to see that a lot of those big corporations were buying up the natural food companies and then changing yes. the ingredients. And so then I realized, oh, it wasn't... <laughs> It was a great a good thing. Idea. It was a good idea to move. <laughs> yes, moving out here was a great idea because it, it's gotten even more challenging now than it was 15 years ago. 15 years ago, it was really easy, you know, because everything was much more honestly labeled. You know, whereas today, um, you know, people are putting all kinds of stuff on labels, and you have to be really careful and do your research. And it's quite a challenge now because big corporations want to get that those dollars from people who want natural and organic foods. And it's interesting, the new kind of names that are going on labels that you have no clue what they are. And they're the same old thing that we rejected before, but we just don't know what that is now. It's uh, Yeah, I totally agree with you. Right. And but you-, you were a city girl. How on earth? I mean, I, I grew up on a farm. Uh-huh. So I know how much work there is. How did you ever learn how to take care of goats and chickens and pigs and cows and you know, garden and grow trees? I, it, it boggles my mind that you could do that. Well, we read a lot of books. Um, I got online. It was the beginning of the Internet forums, and so I met a lot of people online who were doing what I was doing because we moved into the middle of corn and soybean country, um, so everybody out here thinks we're crazy. Um, but I met a lot of like-minded people online, you know, people who wanted to do things organically, people who were raising heritage animals, and that's where I got a lot of the information. And then just old-fashioned trial and error. We made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> Did you feel overwhelmed in the beginning when you had all those things that you were unfamiliar with and they, you know, they still need to be done? Cows need to be milked, so do goats. Um, they they all need to be fed. Trees need to be watered. How would you know? I mean, yes, you had a good source of information, but sometimes that doesn't boil down to everyday reality. I mean, I can't imagine. In the beginning, it wasn't um, too overwhelming, actually. After a few years, um, when all these animals started reproducing and it got bigger, then we started, there were some days when we said, whoa, what have we done? <laughs> um, 
But, you know, and now, again, we're going through another change because our children are growing up and leaving home. So now... I I saw that. (laughs) So, you know, so that brings me to several more questions. You know, you said in the book that you lived in a double wide while you built your home. So you're saying that you literally built your house. Did either one of you know how to build a house? No, my husband built a little backyard shed once. <laughs> so how, how did building a house go? It actually went fine. Um, you know, my husband is a electrical engineer. Um, he's a perfectionist. He teaches college, and, the, and he's in the technical department. So he was able, so he was borrowing textbooks from people um, in the heating and electric heating and air conditioning department and um, borrowing textbooks from people in other places and then asking questions when he didn't understand something. So he had a lot of people who were able to give him advice. And, you know, really a house is, the principle's all the same as it was with that little backyard shed. You know, it's just on a much bigger scale. Well, yeah, I suppose so. And on that note, it's time for us to go to break. When we come back, I really want to find out how your children took all of this. This is Irene Conlon with my guest Deborah Neiman saying stay tuned. We're going to be back with more of being Echo Thrifty. Find out what's happening on the World Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at World Talk Radio. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite World Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at World Talk Radio and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts and much more make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected everyone has a belief system that they stand by it's comfortable and safe if you believe that a hot stove will burn you you won't touch it sometimes beliefs like this are practical but some belief systems may be protecting you a little too much these are the ones that might be holding you back there's a secret to changing your belief system And by doing so, achieve goals and live a happier, better life. Start by tuning in to Subconscious Beliefs with Dr. Hein Lembricks, broadcasting live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listen. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. You are tuned in to the Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon with my guest Deborah Neiman who wrote a wonderful book called Echo Thrifty. We've been talking about her move from the city 
to the country. She went from being a reporter to uh, a, a woman who had to take care of animals and gardens and orchards and all those kind of things. Such a, an amazing change. They built their own house, and uh, you know, one of my questions is, how long did it take you to build that house, and what were you able to add into it that was more eco-friendly than most uh, other kind of uh, most houses that you find in the suburbs? Um, how long did it take you to get in that house? Well, from the time that we broke ground until the time that we moved in was only seven months, which wow. is pretty amazing considering that it was just us working on it. Oh, that's uh, unbelievable. That doesn't mean it's finished. <laughs> it's, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's actually still not finished. Eight years later, there's little things that still need to be done. Um, so um, it's not perfect yet, but we're working on it. So were you able to include some eco-friendly um, features like mm, solar or you know, um, it, uh, we have skylights? Passive, it has a passive solar design so that the south side, um, we put it on a perfect east-west axis. So the south side has lots of big windows that open out that way. It doesn't look like it's a passive solar design, and it wasn't anything special, but just by putting it on that axis, in the middle of winter, if we have a sunny day, the um, temperature in the house will go up about two degrees more than what the thermostat is set for because of the sun shining in those south-facing windows. Nice. So it, it works great. Um, and then we have in-floor heating, which um, is our main source of heating. We have a wood stove also um, because we have 32 acres, so we have plenty of wood from trees that just get blown over by storms every now and then. Um and then um, we have six-inch walls, so there's a little bit more insulation there. It's And it's very well insulated, a very snug home. <laughs> now, the big question is this. You have three children. Your daughter was 14. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know whether she was in high school yet, but if she wasn't, she was really close. How did the children take to moving from the suburbs to the country? Um, well, we homeschooled, and so the oldest actually had already started college when she was 14. Ah, okay, that makes a big college. difference. Um, she still was not happy about it, though, um, because she was suddenly, you know, out here in the middle of nowhere, isolated and stuff, other than, you know, going in for the classes um, at the junior college. My 12-year-old son loved it because he was able to just run and run and run as much as he wanted. And the nine year old was a huge animal lover and so to her this was you know, this was her idea of This was of heaven. heaven. <laughs> so. so now the children are we've lived there eight years and so mm-hmm. even your little one is fairly grown up. Yes. So how does how has that changed your dynamic? Well, the funny thing is that the oldest did eventually get very interested in the animals, and so the two girls um, got interested in the goats to a huge, huge degree. They started um, doing milk testing and showing, and the goat herd got really big because of them. Um, and then they had the nerve to grow up and leave. And, you know, I'm here with all these goats who I now love, and we're addicted to the milk and all of the dairy products we can make and stuff. So... Um, now we've got, you know, we're we're readjusting. My husband has learned to milk goats, and um, you know, because we're not going to give that up, um, we just have to relearn 
or learn some new skills, basically. Now, now you mentioned in your book that you make goat milk soap. Mm-hmm. Are you able? Do you sell any of that? You must have a lot of goat milk if there if you don't have a full family at home. Right. We um, yes, we do sell our goat milk soap. Um, we can't sell any of our cheeses though because we're not a licensed dairy. But we right. make all of our own dairy products. So we make all of our own cheddar, mozzarella, parmesan, all of that. We don't buy any. Now, how did you learn to do that? Did you find recipes on the internet? How did you, how did you go about learning to make cheese? It's not something you do in the city. Right. Well, I read books again, you know, and then lots of trial and error. You know, you make lots of batches and you figure out what went wrong and. Um, and it's kind of funny because I teach cheese making classes now, and I'm amazed at how many people come to my cheese making classes who do live in the city and don't have any plans of of moving. Um, but it's cheese making is really growing in popularity. See, I'd love to do it. So, where do they get the goat milk? Do they? they it, can they use the milk in the grocery store? I can't imagine. You can use milk from the store as long as it is not ultra-pasteurized. And if it's ultra-pasteurized, it should say that on the label. Um, but if it's if it's normally pasteurized, um, then it's fine for making cheese. Hmm, interesting thought. You know, some, you know, some people, a common thing I hear, especially when we buy our organic food from the, the regular grocery store, is that going green is too expensive, and, and there are a lot of other ways to go green besides the way you eat. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what about the expense of it? Do you? I would think when you have a full life like this, you could save some money. But just buying green, trying to go green as much as you can, living in the city, how is that in terms of expense? Well, that was why I wrote EcoThrifty, because... Um, so many people would say to me, oh, I would love to live a greener life, but it's too expensive. And the reality is that living a greener life, you actually will save money. Um, buying the organic frozen dinner at the grocery store is not the green choice because of all the, uh, they have a huge carbon footprint. You know, after all those different things are grown, they're all sent to a factory. There's packaging that has to be produced and sent to the factory, and all the food is cooked and frozen and shipped to the store. And um, so the greener choice is just cooking from scratch. And there isn't anything um, that will cost you less than cooking from scratch. Um, you know, if you reduce how much you eat out and all that kind of stuff, you will really save a lot of money. Um, Ten years ago, our bill for food was um, $14,000 for the year, and that which was pretty shocking. Uh, that's a lot of yeah. money to spend on food. And within one year, we reduced that to $6,000 for the next year. So you simply, more than, than cut it in half. Right. Simply by reducing the amount of, to- of time that we ate out, um, which, you know, anybody can do that. They just have to put their mind to it and possibly learn a few new skills. Um, but it's definitely doable, you know, even for people who are busy. I was really surprised in your book about the comparison of time it takes to make something from scratch compared to, let's say, getting a cake mix and making a cake or cookies and making cookies. Mm-hmm. And it's like two or three minutes that you save by right. buying the mix. But the chemicals in there, the stuff 
that they put in to preserve it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no comparison. Now, what do you tell people who say, I don't, I've never made anything from scratch. I wouldn't even know how to start. So, you know, what do I do? It's easier for me to grab a box off the shelf. Well, that's why the, the food section in EcoThrifty is so big is because um, research tells us that people really don't know how to cook. They say they don't have time, but the reality is they don't know how. And when they watch shows like Top Chef, that they make it look like a spectator sport that oh, you be a professional is. to do. Uh, so that's not helping anybody. Um, and so that's what, you know, in EcoThrifty, and, and, and I teach classes in bread baking and stuff like that. And one of the things I tell people, this does not take time. It takes knowledge. Once you've got the knowledge, it's a piece of cake. My children all make bread on a regular basis. And one thing about making bread and kneading bread is just, I think it's one of the most fun things you can do. Mm -hmm. And your hands are always soft because they're in the butter. (laughs) Yeah. When I teach my classes, I always do it by hand. But when I'm at home, I usually use my, um, my stand mixer. And, um, you know, it's not cheating to use a bread machine. People will say, oh, I cheat. That is not cheating. Oh, uh, that's not cheating, especially when you're feeding more than two or three people. That's right. not cheating. Yeah. Your recipes, by the way, look really good, and there's a few of them I want to try. And the one thing that I looked at and I thought, why didn't I think of that, is cutting biscuits into squares, rolling out the whole piece of dough and cutting it in squares so you don't have to keep Using the little pieces after you've cut it with a cookie cutter, I'm thinking, well, <laughs> yes. I mean, that's almost too practical. I mean, that's one of those, duh, uh-huh. why, didn't I, why didn't I think of that? I mean, that is just, that's kind of an example of some of the lovely things you have in this book. It's like, oh my gosh. You know, that's so easy. Look how much time you'd save just by doing that. You can get that done by the time you open that funny little container that you have to use a spoon and pop it open. Mm -hmm. You could almost have those biscuits done. You you have lovely recipes in here. And most recipes that we have when we think of healthy eating uh, are just so awful you can't get them in your mouth. And and if you could even find the ingredients. Mm -hmm. Uh, just you know, I, I really encourage people to get your book. I think it's absolutely some places almost magic in terms of saving money, eating better, living greener. Um, it's one of the best I've seen. Give us some examples of simple echo improvements people can make in their eating or around their house. Uh, to save money, I, I, I love your ideas about cleaning. Maybe that's a good starting place, the cleaners that we can use. Yeah, I, it's kind of funny. One of the other reasons I wanted to write this is because a lot of, in addition to costly, uh, there's a lot of books out there that make this look complicated. You know, like there are whole books devoted to making your own cleaning products. And I can sum it up pretty much by saying vinegar and baking soda. Vinegar and baking soda pretty much take care of all your cleaning needs. And in many cases, you don't even need one of them. My husband um, asked me one day why we spray stuff on the mirror before we wipe it. And I said, I don't know. So he wiped it with a wet cloth, and then he wiped it with a dry towel, and it was just as clean and shiny as if he had sprayed this toxic stuff on it. That's interesting. I'll have to try that. Makes sense, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. I yeah. almost got a little angry when I read 
squat you can wash your clothes in. <laughs> and when I was in the grocery store yesterday, I looked to see the, the cost of borax and washing soda. And I'm never buying detergent again. <laughs> My yeah, question- I was surprised at how well it works, too, because, you know, we live on a farm. And so sometimes, um, you know, I come in, like after a goat birth, I could have all kinds of blood and mucus and everything on my clothes. And they come out clean. And it's just washing soda and borax. And how easy it would be to mix those two things together, even as you put the clothes in the wash. Right. Mm-hmm. You just dip it out. How easy is that? And on that clean note, we're going to take another break. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Deborah Neiman, saying stay tuned. We're going to be back with more of this good stuff. Find out what's happening on the World Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword World Talk Radio. Step up to the microphone. View the finalists right now on VoiceAmericaKids.tv. America's next great star is waiting to be discovered. Step up to the microphone is an exclusive presentation for VoiceAmerica.tv, where you can see and hear America's next top child star. The program is hosted by Voice America's own Cassie Frazier, and new episodes will be available every week exclusively at VoiceAmericaKids.tv. You can say you saw them at the beginning of their superstar career. Tune in to VoiceAmericaKids.tv. World Talk Radio presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. You are tuned in to the Self Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is the self improvement blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Deborah Neiman. We're talking about her book, Echo Thrifty, and her life on the farm after being um, a city girl, actually a reporter in the Illinois, in the Chicago, Illinois area. Um, Huge change. Deborah, before we get started into this segment and what we want to talk about, tell the listeners how they can find you on the internet, how they find your book. Um, just tell us how they know, you know, can get in touch with you. Okay. Well, the book is available through most of your favorite bookstores. Um, if an independent bookseller doesn't have it, they can certainly order it for you. Just give them the name and the, and my name. Um, you can get it on Amazon, barnesandnoble.com and all those places as well. And on my website, if you want an autographed copy, my website is thriftyhomesteader.com. And I put up articles on there every week about um, 
thrifty living and saving money and making greener, healthier choices. And, you know, in, in these times with this slow economy, living thriftier is really important for, for many of us. And if you can live greener at the same time that you're saving money, it's even better. Um, and I, I want to emphasize again that this is not one of those way out in the, in left field kind of books. This book is full of wonderful, practical, helpful information about saving money in all kinds of areas. You know, her chapters cover, uh, health and fitness, personal care products, which you definitely want to talk about, babies, clothing, food, lots about food. Uh, and, and the food sounds wonderful. I'm going to use some of those recipes myself. Uh, and I'm no great cook, and I know I can do these. So, mm-hmm. you know, if I can, anybody can. You know, the home, gardening, entertainment, transportation, things that are free. Uh, free is always good. Um, it's it's a, a, an inclusive book. It's an easy-to-read book. It's fun. She writes extremely well. But it's a practical book. And, and there's something here that can help everybody. You will find things here that you never thought of that not only save you time, but save you money. And, and, and I really recommend that you get this book. Now, one of the things we haven't talked about, Deborah, are the personal care products. And that's right in the beginning of your book. Uh, tell us some of the things that you can do. Tell us, let's start out by telling us about body butter. Well, a lot of people spend a lot of money on uh, moisturizers. And the thing is, they are full of ingredients that are usually secret. Um, you know, it's a proprietary formula. They're not going to tell you uh, what's in it because it's considered a trade secret. Um, but a lot of the stuff in there is probably not too good for you. There's more than 10,000 different chemicals that are used in personal care products. And, um, you know, some of them are known carcinogens, but um, there's not a huge amount of regulation in the body care industry. People think that the FDA regulates cosmetics and shampoo and and cream and that kind of stuff, and it really, they don't, um, because that's not part of their job to do that. There's been more and more reports in the last couple of years about harmful effects of some of the chemicals Mm -hmm. in the the beauty products and skincare products. Right, yeah. And, And the thing is, you don't really need most of those things. Um, you know, like you don't really need to buy expensive moisturizers. You can use something as simple as pure shea butter or pure lanolin or pure grapeseed oil. And that costs a tiny little fraction of what it would cost you um, to buy um, some of these things um, from a store. Um, one of the comparisons I made in the book is that I have a shea butter recipe, which is like, I think, three ingredients, which you can easily buy online. And it's 40% shea butter, and it costs $1.65 to make five ounces. Wow. Whereas I found um, a 25% shea butter cream through a retailer, and that was $42. Oh, I totally believe that. So, yeah. And it's in a very pretty bottle. Yes. But you can buy a regular utilitarian bottle, 
and use it over and over for almost mm-hmm. nothing. And you can also buy very pretty bottles. Um, it's really getting to be very popular to make your own body care products and for people to even make body care products to sell. And so you can buy pretty little bottles. You know, you, you can and, buy and a pretty little bottle for a dollar. Do you find those on the Internet? Do you find those at garage sales? Where do you find those? On the Internet. Um, the same companies that sell the, the shea butter and things like that also sell containers for your body oh. care products. I'll have to look. Yeah. Tell me where you get some of these special oils because I really wouldn't know where to find uh, kernel oil or almond oil, apricot kernel oil or almond oil, even avocado butter. Where, where do you find those kind of ingredients? You find those from retailers online. Um, so if you just um, make it, take a search online for something like soap making um, ingredients or soap making suppliers, um, or even just type in buy avocado butter, you will probably get lots of um, different companies that pop up. So you don't even need to go out shopping to get it. No, I it's really it. not hard. It's very easy. What about things like deodorant? Well, again, it's really funny. I, I've pretty much come to the conclusion that all of, you don't really need to buy any personal care products. Um, oh, oh wait, hold the phone here. <laughs> yeah, I know. Deodorant's a funny one because when people hear that, they're like, oh, I know somebody who didn't use deodorant and they smelled awful. Well, that's sad that that happens um, because you don't have to smell awful and you don't have to put chemicals under your arms. Um, the reason that you start to smell under your arms is because bacteria is growing. So um, if you shower every day, um, first of all, you're probably not going to need some, anything under there most of the time. The irony of it is that in the middle of summer, I find when I am sweating like crazy because I'm outside, I almost never use anything under my arms because your pores are just being washed out all the time. Um, what will smell are your clothes. You don't try to wear the same thing two days mm, in a row because no. <laughs> they will smell horrible. Um, but if you, um, during the, in the middle of winter, like now, I have to use something because I'm not sweating like I did in the summer. And I think when your pores start to, when they're not as active, that's when the bacteria starts to grow. Um, but pretty much anything, there's all kinds of uh, recipes online for making homemade deodorants, um, like mixing coconut oil and baking soda and putting that under your arms. And the fact is you can put pure baking soda under your arms, and that's going to stop the odor. You can put apple cider vinegar, and that's going to do it. The bottom line is raise or lower the pH of your skin, and bacteria doesn't grow because bacteria needs a really narrow window in which to grow. And um, so either baking soda or vinegar will do it. You can use most any kind of oil. I'm not sure exactly. Some oils claim to be antibacterial, um, and so that's probably what helps there. Um, like coconut oil claims to be antibacterial, um, but co- pure coconut oil um, gets rid of the odor under your arms. Um, the thing I use most of the time is um, a 50-50 blend of alcohol and water in a, in a little spray bottle with a few drops of lavender essential oil just to make it smell good. Um, and then, because once your alcohol evaporates, then you're just left with the smell of the essential oil. So it's kind of like right. a perfume. And the alcohol kills the bacteria. So um, and so does the essential oil. If it, you know, if it's lavender, 
Right. Lavender yeah. will do that as well. So that's a double win. Yep. What about soap? Um, well, I make my own soap, and um, there's in my first book, Homegrown and Handmade, I have instructions for making soap. In Eco Thrifty, I just um, give you advice on like finding good information online about making soap and finding recipes, and then all the different oils, like why you would want to choose um, different oils um, and the different properties of those oils in your soap. But the biggest thing about moisturizers is that if you are not using a modern chemical detergent on your skin and stripping all the oils off, you will hardly ever need a moisturizer. The only time, um, and I used to be an avid lotion junkie, the only time now that I need any kind of moisturizer for my skin is, you know, in the dead of an Illinois winter when it's 100 degrees out and, um, if I'm in a building that's got forced air heat where it's very, very dry, um, even in our own house, since we don't have forced air, I don't have any problems with dry skin in the middle of winter. That's remarkable. Yeah, that's um, interesting. What about toothpaste and dental hygiene? What do you do about that? You toothpaste buy toothpaste. Is another one that's really interesting. Um, a lot, like all your most popular brands of toothpaste out there have a variety of chemicals in them which are pretty scary. And Um, abrasive. Yes. (laughs) And they have sugar in them. So some of them, um, like one of the really popular ingredients that is in toothpaste is also used as um, an antifreeze. Um, So it's really pretty nasty stuff. And the funny thing is, um, before we switched to a natural um, toothpaste, my husband used to get canker sores, which are those sores that are inside your mouth um, on the inside of your cheeks and stuff, um, used to get those all the time, um, like every month, two or three times. And um, and then we switched to natural toothpaste, and he quit getting them. And, you know, it's really sad. A lot of people will have that problem, and they don't know that it's the toothpaste that's causing it. And so if they switch to something that doesn't have all of those um, really wicked ingredients, um, then their mouth is a lot happier. So That's very interesting. I've not heard that, and especially about the antifreeze. Mm-hmm. I'll think twice. What do you use then? Um, you can use, because um, the natural toothpaste are a little bit more expensive, um, but you can also, there's again a variety of things that you can use. You can um, use baking soda. Some people really swear by baking soda. Some people mix baking soda with hydrogen peroxide to make their own little paste. Um, and you can, if you don't like the taste of the baking soda, you can add xylitol, which is a, one of the few natural sweeteners in the world that doesn't have any calories and does not cause tooth decay. Um, and then you can add a drop or two of peppermint essential oil um, to make your breath minty fresh. <laughs> Interesting. Um, what other kind of things do you do in the body care line, the, the beauty line that most people haven't heard of? You have lots of things in your book. Well, one of the things that I don't do is I don't use any hair styling products. And um, if you see a picture of me um, on Facebook or my website or whatever, you see, wow, I've got a bob. It's flipped under. It looks like it's styled. Um, and I'm a little embarrassed to admit that I was. It's like one of the last things I was buying was hair styling products because 
my hair, the person who cuts my hair told me, oh, you need this. And I was believing her. And then one time I was traveling and I forgot to take those. And I thought, well, I'll just do my best here and see what happens. And my hair came out fine. And it looked fine all day. And it looked fine the next day. Um, and I will say that in your pictures, you really look quite lovely. And you don't ever need to apologize for that. And on that note, we're going to go to break. This is Irene Conlon with my lovely guest, Deborah Neiman, saying stay tuned. We'll be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the World Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. best-selling authors, find tantalizing new books, learn the latest healthy living tips, and be inspired to coach yourself to success on Star Style. Be the star you are every Thursday from 3 to 4 p.m. Pacific Time on World Talk Radio. The Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, and her health hero daughter, Heather Brittany, fire up the airwaves with upbeat, positive, life-changing talk radio. It's the Power Hour on Star Style. Be the star you are thursdays from 3 to 4 p.m pacific on the world talk radio variety channel come play with us the world talk radio variety channel are tuned in to the self-improvement show with your host dr irene conlon got a question for irene or her guests call into our live show at 1-866-613-1612 that's 1-866-613-1612 connect with irene via email our address is the self-improvement blog at gmail.com now let's get back to the self-improvement show here again is dr irene conlon Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Deborah Neiman. We've been talking about how to be eco-thrifty as well as greener, save money and save the environment. Such an important topic. And Deborah has so many wonderful suggestions. I highly recommend that you get her book, Eco-Thrifty. Uh, it's interesting, it's fun to read, and you will find so many helpful ideas. Deborah, you've been at this for eight years now. You know, what has been your greatest challenge? You know, the biggest challenge for me, I think it's exactly the same as it is for anybody else doing this, and that is that in our head we build this up to be much harder than it really is. And I just got reminded of that again a couple days ago because... You know, my um, little bottle of alcohol and water that I spritz under my arm was getting lower and lower, and I kept thinking, oh, i got to refill this. I don't have time. I don't have time. And then 
I ran out. And, you know, it took me 30 seconds to reach under the sink, (laughs) pour alcohol in there, add the water, put a couple drops of essential oil in there, and I was done. So, you know, there's so many times that I, I know we all do that and just, we build it up and think, oh, this is a big deal and it's hard to do. And then when we do it, it's like, oh, that wasn't so hard now, was it? <laughs> you address this question in your book and you have the most interesting answer. When people say, how do you find time to do all of this? You basically gave up what? So you have all the time you want. Well, not all you want. but Yeah, I want what did you? What did you give up? There I gave was- up television. Um, the, I used to be a huge TV junkie, and I think that was really the turning point in my life was when I stopped watching TV. That was when all of a sudden I started, I all of a sudden had the time to do stuff. Um, most people, the average is 150 hours a month of television wow. watching. That's almost, I mean, that's almost three work weeks. Yes. <laughs> That's more time than they put in on the job. Well, no, not really, but close. So, yeah, it's almost close. three work weeks. And, you know, that's a crazy amount of time to spend sitting there and watching TV and being, you know, watching ads that convince you that you need to buy all these things that you don't need. Exactly. How do you compare your life now with the life you had in the city? Oh, I love it. It's much better. Um, and, you know, it's kind of funny because when we lived in the city, we had already started eating healthier and um, avoiding artificial stuff and eating more organic foods and things like that. But the best thing is that the more natural we get, and which it's been, in some ways it's been easier to do since we've moved here, but the healthier I get. Um, my children all grew up healthy. You know, there was no such thing as earaches and colds and flus and stuff like that like they might get a sniffly nose for a day or two um but they've got immune systems that just blow me away um and the longer that i have uh, been down this healthier path the healthier i get which i think is pretty amazing because most people talk about having more health problems as they get older and i'm actually getting healthier as i get as i get older so it's pretty cool you're probably feeling younger as you get older, which sounds like, you know, not possible, but it is possible. Yeah, it's amazing. I'm not, it's been years since I've been sick. What would you say are the greatest rewards? This certainly would be one of them mm-hmm. that you feel healthier. Yeah, that's definitely a, um, the best one is that I feel so much better than, um, than I did before. Um, and um, being able to um, help other people in in this too, I think that um, so much of what I'm doing has been lost, and so it's really nice to be able to share this with people so that they can hopefully discover a healthier path and a happier path as well. Would you do it again? Oh yeah, I'm not. Absolutely no way would I go back. I mean, it, it's like you would be saying, oh, you want to go back to being sick all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they'd ask it that way, but <laughs> but yeah. that's really what they'd be asking, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it is. I mean, it's really funny because, you know, it, through the years there have been times, you know, like you see something, like 
five or ten years ago, um, you know, I'd see something in the grocery store, oh, that looks really good, you know, and it's some dessert or something in the bakery section with artificial colors on it, and I might buy it. Today, I look at that stuff, and I'm like, ew. No. When I see purple icing on a cupcake, <laughs> I think, oh, who, who could give that to their child? Yeah. I mean, I'm really repulsed by it. When Twinkies was, um, when Twinkies died <laughs> recently, I was, I was ecstatic, you know. I, I was too. <laughs> I wasn't one that ran out and bought a bunch to put on eBay. I can tell you that. I'm thinking maybe they'll run out and there won't be any more. And, and they gave um, the ingredients in that white stuff. And yeah. it isn't anything you'd really want to be eating. No, it's not so, food. Yeah. It it's comes, not food. What's the thought you'd like to leave with our listeners today? We're almost up to the end of the show. I think the most important thing for everybody to remember is that you have to keep questioning those things which you have always thought are true. You know, like like we thought it was true that you needed to spray something on a mirror to get it clean. We thought I thought it was true that I needed to put styling products on my hair before I styled it. You know, and... When you start questioning those things, um, you know, like, do you have to put chemicals under your arms to not smell? Um, no, you don't have to. There are lots of natural options, and, you know, you've got lots to try. If you don't like one, try another one. You know, and I think that's the other thing, too. You know, some people might say, oh, I tried X, I didn't like it. Well, try a different one. Exactly. <laughs> you know? And and I think people need to question, you know, I think they need to read your book and see that living this way is not some crazy way to live and eat. It just isn't. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And one of the things, like trying the oils for your skin, you know, if you try grapeseed oil as a moisturizer and you don't like it, not a problem. You can use it in your cooking. It's great for, you know, rubbing on your potatoes before you bake them. And don't use aluminum foil on your potatoes. Just rub them with grapeseed oil and salt them and throw them in the oven makes a wonderful baked potato, and it's good for your skin. <laughs> and it's good for your skin. I love the, the section about oils that you have in the beginning of the book. I've never seen that all together in one place. Mm-hmm. It's very informative. Um, next week's guest is Greg Maloof. He wrote a book called Silent, and he has a healing center in Australia. I think you'll find that he has a fascinating story that you won't want to miss. Deborah, thank you so, so much for being with us today. It's been absolutely delightful. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. It was a lot of fun talking about all this. It was fun, uh, and I think our listeners will agree with us, and I encourage you all to get her book. It's called Echo Thrifty, Cheaper, Greener Choices for a Happier, Healthier Life. You can even get it in an ebook. Edition, but I would recommend that you get it for your little hot hands so you can use it uh, on a regular basis. This is Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show and my guest, Deborah Neiman, saying thank you for being with us today. We hope you'll come back again for more of the Self-Improvement Show next week. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.